Welcome to Deborah Byrne Psychology Services Podcast. I am Deborah Byrne, a psychologist and your host for today. In my podcasts, I talk about a wide range of topics, including relationships, parenting, education, disability, mental health, and the most important topic I consider of all, self-care. I like to keep it informative and practical so that you can become empowered. This podcast is for adults and is for informational purposes only and should never replace your regular therapy sessions. Episode 177, Reframing Our Thinking About Failure. We can view failure as a negative and only a negative in our lives, but what if we learn to reframe our thinking just a bit? and could see failure in a more positive light. What would that do to our thinking, our decisions, and our ability to grow and learn? It certainly would change the way we think about ourselves, our lives, and our futures. We need to remember that our failures shape us just as much as our successes do. We gain our confidence and resilience from how we end up handling both. We learn from the entire process and the progress we make overall comes from both failure and success rather than just from our successes. How can we embrace failure in a more positive way? Learn, use and see failure as an educational tool. For most of us we learned that when we fail at something we became a failure as a result. But that is simply not true. When we can reframe how we think about any failure We can move beyond this negative thought. And that is all it is, a thought, not a fact. When we become willing to use any type of failure as something to learn from, then we can move on more quickly. We can cut the self-recrimination, procrastination, hesitations and fears, none of which serve us well or build our self-confidence or resilience. Think more in terms of trying failing, learning, trying again, succeeding or failing again, learning some more and repeating as often as needed. What questions can we ask to help us use failure as a learning tool? Remember, not everything about the experience would have failed in what we did. We tend to ignore the positives when we perceive something as a failure. So embrace what went well as well as what went wrong. Stop the blame game and over-personalising. Factors outside our control contribute to what happened. We don't seem to take these into account and we need to. Reflect on what went well and what did not. This will be a useful strategy to use in reviewing how your month, your week or project went. Be honest with yourself. Skip a question and tackle the other ones first if you need to, but do come back to answer all the questions especially about what went well. So one, what went well? Two, what did not go well? Three, acknowledge the external factors that contributed. Four, what did you learn? Ask for advice from your support system or mentor, but only if these people are positive if you need to. Five, make a plan of how you will improve or do things differently next time. Create an action list of small actionable steps you can take from now on. Six, celebrate what you learned, no matter how small. Six more strategies we can use to reframe our thinking on failure. Embrace imperfection. When our behaviours and thinking with perfectionism become self-defeating and negative, it can cause a whole host of problems from us. These include 
stress, exhaustion, anxiety, depression and other mental health issues. If you feel any of these have become a problem for you, then please reach out to a therapist who can help you manage your fears and self-criticism. The anecdote to perfectionism is self-forgiveness and self-acceptance. If you don't work through your feelings and the root cause of your perfectionism, you can become trapped by shame, guilt, anger and other emotions. Moving into self-forgiveness and self-acceptance frees you and allows you to be better able to sit with uncomfortable feelings in the future, including those to do with failure. Learning to let go of your perfectionist streak and doing things good enough instead. We open ourselves to building more learning opportunities that way. We become more effective and focused on what we really need to do when we embrace imperfection. Don't allow overthinking to take over. Most people overthink every now and then. This can be particularly so when combined with the stresses of normal day living and working, such as making a presentation and work, going for an interview or taking an exam, etc. It can become a huge issue when we fail at something and we end up running some very negative commentaries in our mind. These pull apart our decisions and actions. They will also keep us caught up in criticising, attempting to make predictions, second-guessing ourselves, reading into the smallest details, etc. All of this is a negative cycle, and there is no way we get an opportunity to see even if the smallest possibility of a positive in what has occurred. How can we learn when we are like this? One thing is for sure, overthinking is exhausting, debilitating, and can hold us captive or paralysed. We fail to move forward in our lives because of this paralysis. Plus, we end up constantly feeling fearful of every decision. We get caught up in the should, the could and the what ifs and the nitpicking. The rumination and worry will only add to our stresses and the worry may keep us up at night. When overthinking becomes a habit for us, it is mentally destructive and draining. It is far more constructive to learn to use your overthinking to focus your thoughts on an action instead. Get your brain trained so that your inner sage gets louder than the critic and let it focus your thoughts towards solutions and positive actions. Tune into your inner sage or inner voice. In order to tune into your inner sage, you need to teach your mind to be still. Meditation will help you with this and I have many podcasts that explain how to do a variety of meditations, so do check them out. Another thing we need to relearn here is to build trust in ourselves again. So that we learn to listen to our inner sage, we can trust what it is telling us. This can be hard. It is something that requires patience, practice and time. I've already outlined a number of steps that you can take in a previous podcast about trusting your gut instinct. So do check that out. Become better friends with your inner sage. This will help you to reframe what has happened. We can do a better review and learn from our mistakes in order to move on. It will teach us to take positive actions that are more in line with our dreams and goals also. Communicate clearly and learn to say no more effectively. We don't tend to speak up for ourselves enough. We as women don't shout or even speak up about our achievements. 
Women can be hesitant in putting themselves forward, even though they know they can do a job better at times. Two ways we can begin to do this is to learn to communicate more clearly and learn to say no more effectively. Of course, communication can incorporate more than just our words. Learning to deal with the negative people, changing our thought patterns, understanding our emotions and so much more are combined to help us communicate effectively. I've already outlined some tips on how to communicate more effectively in a previous podcast, so do check that out. And that includes how to communicate when you're angry. Learning to say no can be difficult, particularly for women. And in particular, if you're used to being the good girl, the doormat or codependent. But you can do it. It is a new habit you can learn to exercise. Remember, it will take time, patience and practice. You will have relapses as you learn to do this. But remember, you can change your mind and phone someone later to say you can't do something you previously said yes to. Be compassionate with yourself here and self-forgiving. None of us are perfect at this skill, but with practice, we do get better. Again, I have outlined a number of steps you can do to develop this habit of saying no when you need to in a previous podcast, blog and video. Do check it out. Build your support system. We need to build four types of support to our support system. These include positive family and friends, but also mentors, supporters that can provide us with information, advice, practical help and encouragement. Having this type of positive support system will enable us to reduce our stress, our fears and anxieties. It also helps us to be more resilient, to feel more self-confident in the decisions and actions we take. We can deal more effectively with any failure and with negative people's criticisms as we have a greater sense of belonging to such a positive group. This is reassuring in that we are confident that our supporters will have our back when we need them. Build your self-forgiveness and self-compassion. When we mention the term forgiveness, it can bring up so many emotions for people. We often confuse forgiveness with having to reconcile with someone else. This is further from the truth. The type of forgiveness I'm talking about here is all about you and you alone. Taking the time to work through any issues from the past allows us to free ourselves. We can let go more readily of the inner critic that has held us captive and also build more self-compassion. Both of these can change our perspective about life to one of a more positive nature. I'm not saying that your life will be all sunshine and roses, but when we are faced with the ups and downs of life, we are more proactive in how we handle them. Again, I've outlined a number of steps that we can take to self-forgiveness and self-compassion in previous podcasts. So if you're interested in building these skills, do check them out. Work with me. Remember, you are allowed to ask for support. No one is an island. If you need some extra support, then you can also work with me. We all struggle with stress and overwhelm from time to time. If you find this has become a problem for you and you'd like some support, then schedule an appointment with me. There are links to many helpful blogs, podcasts and videos in the original post and I'll place a link to it in the description below. 
Thank you for listening to my podcast today. This podcast is also available in a blog format, which you can access at www.debrabrownpsychologyservices.com. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to this podcast, follow me on social media at DB Psychology, or subscribe to our mailing list, which is full of freebies and keeps you up to date on the latest blogs and podcasts. Be sure to tune in next week 